0: We've been working through this series, the I Am series for Lent, and this morning we are in John chapter 14. We're going to be looking at the first 14 verses there and talking about Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. So it's Palm Sunday, um, you know, and and oftentimes we reflect on uh, the triumphal entry of Jesus, but. Um, hopefully touch upon that a little bit as we go through this this morning as well. So if you would, I invite you to stand, and I'm going to just read John chapter 14, 1 through 14 for us this morning. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know that, I, that the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. May the Lord add the richest blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. So, in the Gospel of John, um, this conversation with his disciples happens um, maybe at the Passover meal, at that last Supper, maybe a little after, but it is coming off of that context, and if you look back just and um, maybe even like your your headings in chapter thirteen, it comes right after Jesus foretells peter's denial, and so He's here with Peter just telling him that he's going to deny him three times. Peter is going to deny Jesus three times. And then we come to this verse where it says, let not your hearts be troubled. Have you ever gotten like bad news or something discouraging? And then the person say, but it's okay. Don't worry. You'll be fine. It'll all work out. Right? And it's... It's somewhat like, you're like, yeah, right, in that moment, right? Because all you're focusing on is the trial or is the discouragement or is the painful moment. But Jesus here, he says, he says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And and that's that's not just words of encouragement, but he's actually, Jesus is actually commanding. He's actually saying from this position of authority to his disciples, he's saying, believe in me. Like, do this. Like, this is actually like, this is, some, this is a command, this is a directive to you in this moment. Because it's going to get tough. It's going to get rough. It's going to be hard for you. But believe in me. And there's this, just this direction, right? And, and when we face something that's discouraging, when we face things that are uh, a little bit difficult at times, we can often focus on what's difficult. And we can focus on the things that are overwhelming or the things that are discouraging or the different details within those circumstances that we feel like we can... If we could just tweak this or fix this, then it makes the situation a little bit more bearable, right? And and so we have conversations with people. Maybe we lose sleep over it because we're staying up later to take care of something. But we 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 give to the discouragement, we give to the distraction. And what Jesus is saying here to his disciples is he's saying, believe in me. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be discouraged. Don't be so taken up in the events that are to come because this is all, like I can see the bigger picture, right? Jesus knows where he's going. He knows the outcome. And so he says, believe in me. Believe in God. He says, it goes on then, and he talks about, in my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, what I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? So not only is he saying, believe in me, but he's also giving this assurance to his disciples, saying, it's okay, because where I go, I'm going to prepare for you. I'm actually leading the way. I'm not leaving you as much as going before you, preparing the way, preparing the places for you to come and abide with me, and my Father in heaven. Now, whenever uh, I've been in a situation where there's a there's something I don't understand, or there's a tough teaching that I have to process or think, I'm more that that student or that uh, personality or that that uh, that character that will just kind of sit and think. But there's always like that one person which I thank every time that uh, says what they're thinking, you know. And so here Jesus is talking to uh, his disciples, and Jesus is saying to them, you know, he says, "I will come again, and I will take you to myself. That where I am, you may be also, and you know the way to where I'm going." And he just Jesus is like, "And you know the way, so you're good, right?" and like, everybody, I would be like, I have no idea what he is talking about, what way. But I personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything. I'd be like, yeah, of course I know. Yep, yep, right. But thankfully, there's a Thomas, right? And thankfully, in life, there's usually Thomases in, in, in those kind of situations. And Thomas, he says, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And he just kind of says it right and we know that that thomas he begins like thomas is one of those guys where he just he he doubts and he questions and he's wondering and he's like okay i hear it but i don't understand it like it doesn't make sense and and god bless him right because he just he asks and it's a question i'm sure many of the disciples were like oh good thanks i'm glad he asked because i was wondering too right and, and Thomas says this, and Jesus' reply is just, it's so beautiful, because he doesn't chastise Thomas for asking the question, or, and he doesn't come back with this kind of other, like, parable that often was the case in the style of Jesus, but he just comes back and he says, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And that's all he says, right? And there it is. The I am. I am the way, the truth, and the life. When I think about the word the way, the words the way, I often think about how we want to continue that phrase, right? So we want to say the way to where or the way to what? But Jesus leaves it just, I am the way. There's no further description really about the way except that it is Jesus. We can look at Scripture and all throughout Scripture we see what it looks like to be the way. In Acts 4.12, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Acts 4.12, it looks, Jesus is the way to salvation. In Ephesians 2.18, For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. Both in John 14, as well as affirmed in Ephesians 2.18, Jesus is the way to the Father. Isaiah 35, 8 and 9, it says, And a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way, even if they are fools. That's comforting, right? And they shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come up on it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. Isaiah, we see that Jesus is the way to holiness. He is our, he is our way, and it, he offers protection. There will be no lion there, and he is the way to redemption. Hebrews nine. 8 through 12 it says by this the holy spirit indicates that the way into the holy places is not yet opened as long as the first section is still standing which is symbolic for the present age and what what hebrews is referencing is in the old way right in the way of offering sacrifices there was not yet access into the holy places according to this arrangement gifts and sacrifices are offered that cannot Perfect the conscience of the worshiper, but deal only with food and drink and various washings, regulations for the body imposed until the time of reformation. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy places. Not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood. Thus securing an eternal redemption. Jesus is the way to the Holy of Holies. Jesus is the way to our redemption. Hebrews 10, 19 and 20 says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way, that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh. In the Old Testament, the, the, the priests and the rabbis, they would, they would talk about all the ways that you had to follow the Old Testament law. And so this idea of the way of God being all these rules and these laws that the people had to follow was very known and very much um, a focus of the Jewish people. And here in Hebrews, it's making the point that there was like this written way of God, but that Jesus comes and he is the way. Do you remember Jacob's dream and he has that ladder, the Jacob's ladder Jesus is that ladder. Jesus is that way that we have connection, we have communion with God, the Father. And as the angels were ascending and descending this ladder, it's that whole idea of the connection that we have with heaven, the the whole access point to God is in Jesus and is through Jesus. And this whole concept of, of the way, it's like whatever you want to add to the end of it, Makes sense, right? Jesus is the way through this struggle. Jesus is the way for me to know who I am. Jesus is the way for me to feel loved. Jesus is the way, fill in the blank, right? Because Jesus is all things to us in that need for our connection and our relationship with God. Jesus is the way that we're called to live. How often we're called to be imitators of Christ. Why? Because he's the way to live life on earth. So often, we want to make other things the way, and we don't get then where we are wanting to go. And if we do, we get there with much sacrifice and sometimes unneeded casualties of our journey. But when Jesus is the way, then we actually get to walk on that road, that highway of holiness, right? We get to walk in a manner where even in our foolishness, we are guarded and we are loved And we are cared for because that's who Jesus is. And he wouldn't be anything else for us in that moment because that's who he's saying he is. He's saying, I'm not sometimes the way. He's saying, I am the way. And what we'll get to right after this is truth. And because Jesus is also truth, he can't say he is the way and not be anything but the way for us to live life on earth Psalm 86:11 He says teach me your way O Lord that I may walk in your truth unite my heart to fear your name I like that psalm that verse in Psalm 86 because it says teach me your way O Lord that I may walk in your truth. Now if Jesus says in John I am the way the truth and the life entertain with me for a minute rewriting this verse to say Teach me Jesus, O oh Lord, that I may walk in Jesus. Unite my heart to fear Jesus. It's like there's just this repetition of Jesus, right? What do I need? You need Jesus. Who do I need? You need Jesus. I want to just take. A moment kind of in the midst of this, because I think there's one thing about knowing that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And truth in our culture, we often conceptualize as a head thing. Like it's knowledge, it's, it's things we know, it's um, things that are a matter of, of, matter of fact. But when truth is a person. Then there's a relationship. To be had with truth. There's actually an interaction. To be had with truth. There's a a wrestling. With truth. There's a discussion with truth. There's a conversation. There is. A presentation of ourselves. To truth. And so. I just want to invite us to just take a, a minute to pray through that idea. And to take Psalm 8611 and to pray through that verse. And I'll I'll say a prayer that's kind of um, written right out of that, that verse. And then just take a minute. And personally, I want you to just kind of pray through that. So the prayer I invite you to pray is to say, say, Father God, teach me about you, Jesus, that I may walk in you and fear only you. So just take a moment and just pray into that. Father God, so many times when we come upon circumstances in our life and we lack for the understanding or the truth in the situation, Lord, we try to make sense. Lord, I pray that we would have courage Like Thomas, that we would have kind of an unabashed interaction with you. And that we would not be ashamed of not knowing truth or not understanding the truth in a moment. But that we would recognize that, Lord, you are truth. And so we come to you, you are the way. And so we come to you and we say, Jesus. Show us the way. Jesus, let me see the way. Let me see you through whatever circumstance I'm in. Jesus, let me know the truth. Let me see you in this moment. Father, we praise you and we thank you that you have gone before us, just like in John where you're talking to your disciples and you're, you're telling them that um, I'm going ahead of you to prepare a place. Lord, you do that for us every day. Every day we wake up and you are ahead of us, walking out the way in which we should go. We thank you For your faithfulness to do that for us in our lives. Amen. It's very simple, but Jesus calls himself truth because it's the truth, right? He is, again, not himself if he does not present truth. He is not our Savior if he doesn't actually meet the requirements of the law. And to meet the requirements of the law, you have to be truth. So Jesus is truth. Earlier in in the Gospel of John, verse 17, chapter 1, it says, The law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came Through Jesus Christ. Jumping later into John. In John chapter 18 verse 37. Jesus makes it very clear. That he came. In speaking with Pilate he says. That he came to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth. Listens to my voice. struck me with that, is that the truth is available to know and understand when we're listening, right? When we are actually in that posture of being with Jesus, when we are in that quiet place where we have submitted to God, to Jesus, whatever it is, you know, that we're going through, and when we are in him, then we can hear his voice, I think about that—that that just that whole concept of like, when you're faced with something and you're distracted by it, it could be even a good thing, for that matter, you know. Um, but that when you're you're taken up into your present moment, and you need an answer or you need to understand the truth, and it's like, well, God's not telling me, God's not speaking, I don't know what to do. Get in the truth get into Jesus, right? Get in your word. Get some quiet time. Get into prayer. Because when we are in truth, the word says, "Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice." If that's truth, then it's also true that when we are with Jesus, when we are we're getting there and when we are trying to just be in relationship with him, then we'll hear God will speak and will know. And the way becomes clearer because we're focused on the one thing God's called us to focus on, which is him, Jesus, the truth. I know that to say that is... um, Like, yes, because it's scripture, right? But experientially, that it's not often what we experience more. It's that we often experience more the asking, where's God in this? Or I can't hear God's voice, what's going on? And I, I think that's more our experience, that all of the noise of life, distracts us from really being able to be with God. A lot of times, I think, too, the lie that gets planted in us in that moment is that we can't hear, that there's something wrong with me, right? Because if God is good and we know God is good, then, and I'm not hearing from God, then there must be something wrong with me. And I think that's just an innate way that our brains and our emotions work. That we hold ourselves accountable because we so want to please God the Father that when we can't hear him, we feel like we're disappointing him. And I just want to say, that's a lie. It's just not true. You know, Jesus becomes the way not on account of who we are, or what we've done but because he loves us and we're his children and and there might be like a need to confess some things for us to be able to get rid of that noise you know like we might not be coming into it with this kind of like clean slate so we might need to actually get before God and confess so we can hear God's voice so we can hear the truth in the moment but again Jesus intentionally died on the cross so that he could be the one we go to to confess. This wasn't like he died on the cross and so we're supposed to be good now. Like he died on the cross so that we would have a way into the Holy of Holies. He is that way. He wants to cleanse us. He wants to forgive us of our sins. He desires for us to know Who we are, so that we can hear his voice. He wants to be the truth in those circumstances in our life. It's his desire, it's his passion, it is his purpose and who he is. Thirdly, Jesus declares in the Gospel of John that he is life. He has always been life. If you look back into Genesis, even with Adam and Eve, you know, John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, the word was with God from the beginning. From the very beginning, Jesus brings life, not just to creation, but to humanity. With Adam and Eve, he brings life. In with Israel, we talk about The manna that falls. And then later in the New Testament, it talks about, we talked about even last week, the bread of life, right? And we talked about the manna. Manna from heaven. Jesus. Bread of life. Jesus. Manna from heaven. Jesus. Life. It's life that he brings throughout the earth. In creation, in us, in all things. I'm going to not... Dwell on Jesus' life because actually next week we get to address Jesus and the I am. I am the resurrection and the life. And so, and that's Easter, so that's going to be awesome. Um, But it's it's important here too, right? Because he is telling his disciples, he's in a conversation with them and he's talking. He's saying, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. You want to live? Then get on the way. Get on that highway of holiness. Get in the truth and you will live because Jesus is life. It's what he brings. And what will mourn on Friday is his death. And I invite you in some way, even if you're not attending Tenebrae, I invite you some way on Friday to mourn, to grieve that. Allow yourself To even consider what it would be like to know your Messiah and believe he is dead. Even just for one day. That's grief beyond any comprehension. But we know that three days later, right, he rises from the dead. expressing he already had the authority over death. But in this moment, it's like this beautiful picture of his power, his conquering death, not only his own but ours as well. And so in the gospel, in who Jesus is, we stand firm that he is life because he has conquered death and he stands victorious. And in that, we get to share. We get to be a part of that. And so life, life is available. In who? In Jesus. In Jesus. On Palm Sunday, on our Palm Sunday, on the Sunday before what we celebrate as Easter in the Scripture, Jesus rides that donkey into the city of Jerusalem. And the people, they are praising him. They are singing to him. They are rejoicing. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest glory to God, right? And in a couple of the gospels, they say, you know, like, why is everybody praising him? And Jesus says, if they didn't, right, even the rocks would cry out. Because who he is deserves praise, and, and it's just like this moment where Jesus actually gets the acclamation of who he is, our Savior, our King, and he gets praise and glory. And that, that moment is short-lived, right, because the way of the people takes over and they want to actually go and make him a physical king. And their way supersedes the way which is Jesus walking to the cross. And so for us, the picture of, of Palm Sunday is that we remain in a posture of praise. We remain in a posture of bringing glory and honor to God. And his son, because he is son of man and he is son of God, he has shown the way, he has walked the way, he has lived the law, he has become truth, he is truth in our life. And so that, that path has walked out before us. And so we have in this moment, right, this, this day, to choose to bring God glory, to bring God praise, to worship him for who he is, and set our way aside and say you know what our way we might think it's good we might think that it's best for us but the way that leads to life that leads to eternity with God that leads to a dwelling place in heaven with our Father and that that's a beautiful picture and that is what Jesus came for you and for me. I can't do that for myself. (laughs) Frankly, um, I was just sharing with somebody earlier, you know, I worked on my dwelling place yesterday and what I successfully did was made a big hole in a wall. It doesn't look pretty. (laughs) But God's dwelling place, it's going to be beautiful. And there's so much life. There's so much truth. Let's pray. Father God, just saying the word like we praise you uh, in this moment just does not seem enough. You know, to speak of the goodness of who you are just doesn't seem enough. It doesn't seem to capture just the awesomeness and the greatness of who you are. Lord, you are the way. And, and we are striving to stay on that way. And we hear your word that says, if we are on that way, you will protect us from the lie and You will, even in our foolishness, guide us and continue to love us. And we just, we are humbled by that. And we have seen that in our own lives. We have seen that as a congregation. Lord, there's just so much that speaks as a testimony to who you are. And so we just praise you and we glorify your name because of that. And we say that there is no other name by which we are saved than Jesus Christ. We pray that. And we want to live in that.